to our praise team and thank all of you for taking part in our worship this morning. And so I appreciate your participation. If you brought your Bibles, we're going to look at Joshua chapter 2, and then we'll turn to James chapter 2. And i like to share a message, dead faith or living faith? Which one do you have? Do you have dead faith or do you have living faith? I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible this morning. Joshua chapter 2. I almost started in James. Joshua chapter 2. We'll begin reading with verse 1. Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia, Acacia Grove, to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all of a country. The woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know uh, where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, and when it was dark, that the men went out. And where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had in the order or in order laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and she said to the men, "I know that the Lord has given you the land." that the terror of you has fallen on us, and all of the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, and whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And so the man answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope to the window, for her house was on the city wall, and she dwelt on the wall. 
And she said to them, Get to the mountains, lest they pursue, the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until all the pursuers have returned. Afterward you may go your way. And so the men said to her, We will be blameless of the oath of yours, which you have made to swear, made us to swear, unless when we come into the land that you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father and mother and brothers and all your father's household to your own house, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his head, and will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if a hand is laid on them. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you've made us to swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. And she went, uh, and she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and they went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountains, crossed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had been fallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land to our hands, for indeed, all the inhabitants of our country are faint-hearted because of us. Now, if you would turn to the book of James, two verses. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And we want to look at verse 25 and 26. James 2, verse 25. Likewise was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Notice that verse, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come into your presence today in worship and praise and now to open your word. We pray your Holy Spirit will be our teacher and guide. I pray that you would be with me as I share your word this morning. I pray there be no distractions. I pray, Lord, you would let me share in the right spirit. And Father, that you will take your word and apply it to all of our hearts. We know that it will not return void, but it will accomplish its purpose in every life here. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. In Hebrews chapter 11, uh, you'll have what's known as the Hall of Fame of Faith a list of those who lived their lives and died, lived their lives by faith and died by faith. The lady named Rahab that we read about in Joshua chapter 2 is listed in that hall of fame of faith in Hebrews 11 verse 31. Rahab and her family was the only people in Jericho that were spared from that city's destruction. 
when those walls came tumbling down, Rahab and her family, all of her household, her father, her mother, her brothers and sisters, and all that belonged to them, all of them were spared. They were spared because of faith. And now in James 2, James teaches us the difference between dead faith and living faith. Dead faith is not saving faith. James 2.19 says, You believe there is one God? Well, you do well, because even the demons believe and tremble. Even the demons have faith. They believe in God. And because they believe in God, they tremble. They're afraid. Why is that? Because they have dead faith, not salvation faith. They believe in God, but their faith is dead. Dead faith. And then he uses Abraham and Rahab as an illustration, James does, of what real faith, uh, living faith, is like. And so now in Joshua, Rahab teaches three things we want to pick up on that's important about living faith. We may only be able to cover two of those, so there may be a part two of this sermon. First of all, Rahab teaches us that living faith is no respecter of persons. Living faith is no respecter of persons. There's some people perhaps, even here this morning, you've been convinced by none other but the devil that there's no way that you would that God would save someone like you. I remember talking, sharing with a person years ago. He's since deceased. And he shared with me something that took place in his life. And he shared with me, he says, Brother Sammy, I can't be saved. God won't save me because of this. I'll never be saved. I'll die and not be saved. The devil had convinced him that he never would be saved. Well, about a year, about three years, I guess, before he died, he felt different. God had convicted him. He cried out to, to God to, to ask Christ to come into his life, and, and God saved him. About four or five years later, he passed away. And so some are convinced, hey, listen, there's no way God would save me. I can never be saved. But you see, at the end of our worship service today, we're going to sing a familiar hymn, and it's going to be an invitation hymn, and the title of it is Just As I Am. And you say, well, Brother Simon, why do we sing that song so often? Because it gives people hope. It gives people hope, just as I am. Poor, wretched, blind, sight reaches, Healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come. It gives people hope. And so, friend, today, if you came just as you are, if you'll come to Christ today just as you are, then he'll save you. Now, Rahab is so much like us. First of all, she was from a doomed race. From a doomed race. The people of Jericho were Amorites, and the Amorites were under the judgment of God. They worshiped idols, they rejected the one true God of Israel. They were idol worshipers. The point is, they were already under the judgment of God. Now, we're part of a doomed race. 
We're part of the Adamic race, the race of Adam. And so when Adam sinned, the entire human race was plunged into sin. Adam's sin, his sin nature was passed down to us and it continued to be passed on down generation to generation to generation till the Lord comes back. But remember, you're not a sinner because you sin, but you sin because you're a sinner. You and I and others to follow are children of Adam. We're part of the Adamic race. That's why we sin. The point is, we're part of a doomed race. She was part of a doomed race. The Amorites, we're part of a doomed race. The race of Adam. And so Rahab teaches us some lessons. Secondly, Rahab teaches us that she was a sinner. Teaches us that we're part of a doomed race. She was part of a doomed race. It teaches us that we're sinners. Chapter 2 of Joshua, verse 1, says that she was a harlot. Says that she was a prostitute. Now, she was sexually immoral. No doubt, she would tell you, listen, I never thought I would get in this condition in my life. I never thought I would ever reach this low of life. I never wanted to start out this way. I never wanted to be like this. I never thought that sin would shatter my dreams, shatter my health, disappoint me like it has. I never thought I would ever be in this fix. So this Rahab, this woman Rahab, who is our example of someone who is living in the faith, one that was part of a doomed race under judgment, She's a sinner, she's a harlot, she's a prostitute, she's as low as anyone could go. Now, when, when you remember that living faith is no respecter of persons, remember also that there, at this time, there, there, was, there was no uh, TV, there was no radio, there was no uh, churches, there was no internet, there was no tune-in radio that I listened to from time to time. There was no prophet. There was no copy of the Bible. There was no college. There was no missionary school, no type of Bible training anywhere. Jericho, where this woman was located in this doomed city as a sinner with no way of finding out about God as far as those things that I mentioned. It was just a secular city that had no influence of this one true God, there this woman was. And so the point is, as God reached her in that secular city, the point is, regardless how sinful America has gotten, or as godless as she may become, people in America can still be saved. I think oftentimes we just want to mark everybody off and say we're just a godless country and we think, uh, what's the use? Because they're, you know, they're not going to respond. They're just godless people. You may be saying to yourself, well, Brother Sammy, I, I, don't, I don't have any religious background. I'm not trained. Well, she, she really didn't. That may be an advantage to you. I've talked to people who have had religious, who have religious backgrounds. 
You ask about their religious background, and they'll, they'll tell you how they were raised. They were raised a Baptist, and they was raised a Methodist, and they were raised Church of Christ, and they got saved out of singing, and they were baptized, and they were baptized when they were, they were an infant. And they tell you all of these things. They really got that dead faith, and when you have dead faith, it's going to allow you to deceive yourself. So be careful. The point is, a person like Rahab, who does not have any godly influence whatsoever, the Holy Spirit reached down into that city and saved her. And that can happen in America today. I've seen it happen in other countries. It's remarkable how you go to some foreign country and the Holy Spirit of God reaches down in a country where the gospel really is seldom heard and all of a sudden touches the hearts and lives of people. There may be some students here, some young or teenagers here, and you may be saying, well, you know, at my home, you know, there's no one cares about God at my home. No one cares about anything about God. Dad doesn't, Mom doesn't. But at the same time, God can reach down in that home and save your soul. That's what he did to Rahab. God can save a person who is without godly influence. Happens all the time. So the point is, it doesn't matter what your background is, where you come from, Jesus Christ can give you living faith. So she teaches us that living faith is no respecter of persons. She teaches us that living faith is founded on God's word. Notice what she notice in verse 10, she heard the word. There in verse 10. Verse 10 says this. Let me find it in my on my Bible uh, page. It says in verse 10, pick up with verse 8. You're really, she says, oh, I'm sorry. She says, really, we heard the word in verse 10. Let me find it here. Um, She had heard the word, for we have heard now how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, uh, Sion and and Og. We've heard about that. you know, she, she, Rahab teaches us that living faith is founded on God's Word. We've heard Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. She, the point is, she heard the Word. She heard the testimonies about what God had done for His people while they were in Egypt, and she believed the Word. Verse 11, she believed that Word. And the other people in Jericho, they heard the word, but they didn't believe the word. They had fear. They didn't have faith. And so this woman was saying, I have this truth in my heart, but I'm also believing it in my heart. I'm trusting in the God of Israel because I've heard about the God of Israel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And then notice, she said, I'm submitting to this, to this true God. Look, if you will, at verse 11. 
Verse 11, I'm submitting to this true God. She says, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither, neither did, any, uh, did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, for the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. And now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also show me kindness uh, to my Father's house. She goes on. She, she heard the word. She believed. She trusted. She says, I'm going to, I'm going, I don't, I'm not, I don't want anything. I just want your guide. That was her faith. She was justified by faith. So living in the midst of a city where no one's willing to believe, she was willing to believe. Let me ask you this. If no one's willing to believe in your home, would you believe? If no one's willing to believe in your class or your, your class at school, would you believe? If no one's willing to believe in here when the invitation's given, would you be willing to believe? She was willing to believe. So will you be willing to believe the gospel if no one believes? So salvation is the same from Genesis to Revelation. Salvation is by grace through faith. You hear the word, you believe with your heart the word, you submit by putting your trust in the Lord Jesus, and you come alive and you can begin to live by faith. That is living faith. That's the faith that saves. That's living faith. It's not informational but it's transformational. It's not some type of religious persuasion, but it is a conversion experience. It's not a religious routine, but it's a spiritual relationship with a person by the name of Jesus. So not you living the best you can, but it's allowing Jesus Christ, your Savior, who comes into you, when you're saved, to live his life through you. So a living faith is no respecter of persons. A living faith is founded on God's word. And so let me ask you today, do you have this living faith? Have you truly trusted Jesus Christ? Is faith active in your life? Is faith active in your life? I pray that it is. This morning, we're going to have an invitation hymn. Terry's going to come and lead our invitation hymn. If you never trusted Jesus Christ, I pray today that you would be willing to turn from your sin, believe the Word of God, believe what you've heard, put your faith and trust in Him, believe in Him and nothing else for your salvation. Trust Him as you invite Him into your life to be your Lord and Savior. Believing that he came, that he died on the cross for your sins, he was buried, he arose again, and one day he's coming back. Truly believing that in faith. Now your actions will find, will show whether that's really true faith or dead faith. Faith without works is dead. So what happens then after I'm saved? Then you begin to see a live action take place in a person's life. Living faith.
point three sermon title next week, Living Faith is Accompanied by Righteous Living. Let's bow our heads together for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the lesson that we've studied, the word we've read, and Lord, about the life of Rahab, and how, Lord, the person she was, you, regardless who we are, you're not, in, you're not a respecter of people. You see all of us the same, sinners who are in need of a Savior. And so, Father, I pray for each person here. Lord, we know that we're from the Adamic race. We know we're children of Adam. And in order to be saved, we have to become children of God. And the only way that can take place is, Father, for us to be born again into the kingdom of God. And that takes place by trusting Jesus Christ, receiving him into our life to be our Lord and Savior. You tell us as many as received you to them, you gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on your name. So I pray today for those who are here, Father, that as they examine their heart, and Lord, as they examine their faith, Lord, that they will have true biblical faith, trust in you to be their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that this faith is exhibited in a life of service for you. Father, speak to hearts today, I pray. I pray for Christians, Lord, who need to have a closer walk with you. I pray today they would come in a, a recommitment, a rededication of life. I pray for others who need to be plugged into a church and serve in some way, being discipled. I pray that they would come today. If you would have them to be here, Lord, uh, that they can serve with us as we try to reach this community. Thank you for all that you do for us in our life. Thank you, Lord, that salvation is by faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. And help us, we pray, to have that living, active faith in our life. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.